Welcome back. We miss y'all. Major facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Talk to him, bro. What we saying? Yo. Well, first of all, let's get out the way what we always say. When we mean it. That the vulnerable are powerful. And the most gangster thing you could do is serve. And the second most gangster thing you could do is tune into the All The Way Live podcast. That's what this is. You know what I'm saying? That's what we are. What's up? Hey, live. Live every Sunday. The All The Way Live podcast. Absolutely welcome to everybody that's joining us. Those that are live, welcome. Those that are joining us afterwards on all the socials and platforms and all of that. We appreciate absolutely everybody for coming here. What we do is cultivate a space of positivity through carefully curated content for your cranium man we do that every single week just for y'all even if for a moment we can be a place of positivity for people you know what i'm saying even if for an hour we're a place where people can go and feel refreshed and feel loved and appreciated we do that through content for y'all man every week get cozy you know what i'm saying Whatever your vice is, get into that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Get you a big plate of food. You know what I'm saying? Get you a glass of wine. You know, go sit on your porch if you're somewhere where you're fortunate enough not to be in Chicago because it is cold over here. You know what I'm saying? Chicago is most definitely in the building. The wind chill is most definitely in the building. The Windy City is for sure, for sure, earning its name in a big way, no doubt. But without further ado, we also got to mention that Exit is in the building, you know what I'm saying? And South Africa is always forever in the building in spirit by way of Exeter and my homeboy chasing that masters. We're proud of him. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever forget that me and all the live nation, we that we in the bleachers cheering for you on them hard night study. And we know you've been making it happen. We know you've been moving around, maneuvering. It's been a lot of boss talk in the in the group work, group chat. I know you've been handling business over there. You know what I'm saying? We're hey man. Hey man, I appreciate I appreciate the love. I appreciate it. It's a it's a it's a group it's a group effort. It's a group effort. We're all in this race together to, to see each other win, man. Big facts, big facts, man. And at some point, we'll have to designate a segment to get into all of the recent moves of Mandulo, all of the recent moves of Good Bucks, all of the recent moves of Chami Bice, man. It's just it's it's, it's deep. The portfolio is wild, wild deep. Uh, but also what runs deep is our appreciation, man, for where we are, where we come from, where we speak to you from. On this side, the podcast is recorded on stolen man land here in Chicago, right? So this land here, the city of Chicago was cared for by the Council of the Three Fires, the Potawatomi people, the Native American, the indigenous people that were here way before all of that Columbus, all of that stuff that 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 gets that gets mad confused. So we, we we can't allow that, right? We have to we have to be clear about history, never ever more so than now, right? So uh as part of the land acknowledgement today, we also wanna we wanna lift up love 102 Native American students uh that went to boarding school in Nebraska from 1884 to 1934 were killed, right? We continue to uncover uh the 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 violence that has been done to remove Native American people from not only this land, but from our collective memory, right? From the history books. And so we can't ignore that. Uh, it's, that's why we do the land acknowledgement. Every show, right, is to remember that as Black folks, we are a group that's constantly fighting for our recognition, our history, our ability to be free and have our rights. And so we got to lift that up for 
uh, every group. Right. Every group of color, every marginalized group, whether that's based on gender, sexual preference, whatever it is. Right. So lifting up love, as always, for Native American people of the world over for indigenous people of the world over like that. The intro's over love. And uh, real quick, before we before we get all the way into the show, I will acknowledge Biden throughout uh, that. There's a there's going to be an effort to protect Native Americans, right? They're forming a missing and murdered unit task force for Indigenous people. So that's something that is a, on a federal level that is being implemented. But we want to see results. So go and do your Googles on that. The uh, missing and murdered unit for Indigenous people task force. That's that's uh, hopefully something that 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 curbs this this tradition of, of violence against Native American and Indigenous people uh, in this country, which is inseparable from the state that we find this city in of Chicago, this country in of the United States, and this world, man. Now we enter the show, man. Yo. Kids officials sliding on the instrumental Nordic combos, twisting mental life, forbidden jitsus. My clicks initial. Yeah, 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 I get that, I get that, but is we live though? Is we like all the way live though? You heard? Hey, Brother Miles, it is such a pleasure to be with you on this day, talking to you. There's so much going on in the world, man, and I feel like every week we're you know, it is a bit of a challenge for us to find different topics to talk about because there's so much that's going on. You know, like you're looking on one side of the world and you're seeing in Poland, uh, there's people in the borders just going at it. And then there's marches and strikes happening on one side. And then obviously all of the things that transpire through this week um, in the U.S., you know, um, with the with the court case with Kyrilla and whatnot. So, it is it is a bit difficult when it when it comes down to what matters, right? Like what what really matters. And we're having a conversation offline. If I can be if I can go off of script a little bit, right? If we had a conversation offline where you're saying you think things are getting worse. Well, I was saying I think things are actually on the up and up and getting better. What did you mean by that though? Yeah, I don't know if I I like it's interesting to put a time component on it, right? Because whether it's getting better or worse, I like I don't have the full historical perspective. I think in a in a like in a social in an understanding of like sociology, if that makes sense, like or psychology of the masses, right? Um, but I would say that I feel like not the majority of people are either put into a position where their primary objectives like or like not even their primary objectives like they're looking out they have to look out for themselves their family their immediate bubble and a lot of people that even have means are also choosing that and i feel like um as i look around i feel like it's a very small number of people just like it's a very small number of people that do the worst things in the world right that that are responsible for the most violence that are responsible for um, most of the stuff that we see as as ills in our society, a very small number of people are, are responsible for a lot of that, especially when it comes to violence. But on the flip side, it's a very small number of people like that I feel like are taking responsibility and 
not only like wanting to do something for their community or wanting to do something for to improve the situation of the world, because a lot of people want to do that. But there's a certain level of commitment where you're willing to sacrifice something for that. And I feel like that's a very small number of people. That's what I was trying to get at. But I, I, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And where I disagree with that is just when we look at if we would take just a general consensus. Right. And this is, again, totally based on my own empirical evidence and my experiences with people, which is to say that it seems to me that a growing number of people actually want to do good, bro. Like a growing, a growing number of people actually care about, um, they care about making this world a better place. You see even someone as young as Greta Thunberg, who's this young girl who is an advocate for a better tomorrow, which is an advocate for uh, climate change. Now take away the politics behind it. The fact that it is someone of that age who is, um, clearly supported by, you know, young people. If you take a toll with these young kids, you ask them, what type of world do you want to live in? They would point towards a better one. And I think it's just a matter of reaching those people and under- and equipping them to know like what they can do to make things better. I feel you, but I feel like that's kind of on both sides of the fence, right? Because to me, as I see it, there's a difference between... I want to do good and I really care. Right. And, and maybe I'm not using the right, you know, right terms when I'm, when I'm trying to deliver it, but I'm trying to say, like, I feel like there are certain people that, that care and that are willing to, you know, shift things around in their life to address an issue. And there are people that want to do good that are willing to like, Oh, as long as it's convenient yeah, I'll take, you know, one Saturday out the month to do X, Y, Z or, you know, on on Giving Tuesday, I'll go in my, my pocketbook and give out a little bit of something. But I feel like there's a difference there, right? And it's our responsibility or the responsibility of those that call themselves committed to doing the work to make it as convenient as possible for everybody else to make the world better. That's organizing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Maybe maybe it's a delusional belief that there is a better tomorrow. You know, it could be it could be something like that. But generally speaking, I think if you look at like energy companies or what used to be oil and gas companies, these guys have totally changed their their lexicon and their focus to be more soared towards sustainability and the the sustainability of things and the carbon emission of things and the you know all of these things from a corporate side even, is looking more so to err in appearance-wise to be ethical to a certain extent. And I think that speaks towards what the consumer is growingly want, want more of, you know? So it's just a matter of just, um, I think that speaks towards a better a better tomorrow, maybe. Maybe I'm just being too optimistic. Uh, I mean, I think there's, I mean, there's several conversations, right? There's like, is there a pathway toward a better tomorrow? Absolutely. Do we have the the means of uh, helping, giving, informing people in a way that they trust, in the way that they can understand to act in their own interest collectively, especially if that inconveniences them individually? I don't know. But yeah. I think, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll put it like that. I had another point, but I, but I forgot it. 
I mean, look, what, <laughs> and and I and I didn't mean to to start off with so much seriousness because you know we have a whole a whole program that we uh-huh, that we got cool. putting it out. But I just um I, I just always appreciate your insight with it because you're somebody that um you're somebody that is a community organizer, right? You're in the front lines. You're you're working with the people and understanding what it is that they're going through. You're providing solutions. You're you're seeing tangibly what helping and um you pull the people together that do the helping you know what i mean it's so getting your insight about what you see the the future of tomorrow if we can be if, if we could if we could be that yeah. glossy without wordage yeah you you know you, you'd have a very interesting view on that yeah well uh, the future of tomorrow is 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 very it's promising in that that there are people that really do care and I think it's a small number, but when they get together, it's extremely powerful, right? When those networks of people that are invested in the people come together to give the people the tools to lift themselves up, that's when I that's when we're in a good we're in a good position. Um, but it's about communication and it's about who is a credible messenger to the people, right? In a lot of ways, I try to be that, but in a lot of ways, I can't be that, right? I went to high school in the suburbs. That's my Chicago card is gone for sure, forever. No matter how much I, no matter how much I do, no matter how many, you know, no matter where I was originally born at, no matter what, you know what I mean? There's, there's, and, and part of that is what has allowed me to do part of that, not only just the education of being out in the burbs, but that separation from all the things that for sure would have drew me in. I was very draw in a bull. You know what I'm saying? I love the life, the street, the hip hop. I'm about to start rapping right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, and, and not to conflate those two things, but man, yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated getting, uh, the right people, giving the right people the power and making that a diverse enough group of people that everybody gets lifted up and everybody eats and everybody's accountable. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, so over this week, we had a very interesting conversation offline. And I said to you, Mr. Miles, please, please stop this chat right now and save it for the podcast because I feel like this is an extremely relevant conversation for us to be able to have. You, Mr. Miles Xavier are an executive. You're in the position where you are looking through CVs and going through things and you make decisions on who to hire and who to put groups together. That is your task as an executive. Would you, not just under this capacity, let's extend it. Let's extend it widely. Okay. Would you hire somebody and you see, and this is the difficult thing about this this question because there needs to be a better way to to there needs to be a better way to ask to ask it without sounding sexist. Do you, do you mind helping me with that? Ah, uh, you might be in this hole by yourself because I didn't. I, <laughs> I, to my understanding, the question is was should be would you hire anybody that you find attractive? Right. That's should the best you way hire, to put it. Should you hire somebody you find attractive? Right. Whether you are a male or a female, whether you're hiring that, like, whether you're bringing them onto a team in a capacity where y'all are of equal standing or they're going to work under you, like, whatever the gender dynamic is, you find this person attractive. Should you hire them? Right. Now, and since you messed up the question, I get to flip it and ask you first. <laughs> damn. Damn. It's they like, this is the thing, right? There definitely 
part of being an executive is having the skills of mm-hmm. being able to maintain a professional demeanor at all times. Put right? them tap dancing shoes on, boy. Put them on. <laughs> <laughs> see first of all you're an executive so you have to have the skills (laughs) (laughs) but i mean if you're in the position to hire but i think it plays into power dynamics right like uh sex money and power they say are three dynamics that that work with each other quite oddly right there's a weird dynamic that comes to it if you know, know yourself, if you know yourself to be somebody that would like that is that finds it difficult to look past things like that and look past those types of urges, then definitely don't do that. That's a conflict of interest. In fact, that's a terrible idea. I would not suggest that at all. But if you're somebody that believes that they can and that is something that you can look over, then in that case, you do it. I, myself, I for one, myself, am somebody who doesn't struggle with that problem. So that's not something that I would necessarily care about. But like, <laughs> I don't know why you put the sexy voice on when you said you don't struggle with that problem. But we'll we'll look over that for now, right? But I think what the really interesting thing about what you said, right, is that okay, if you can't overlook that, then you shouldn't hire that person. But I don't really. But really, if you can't overlook that, you shouldn't be in that position of management. You shouldn't be in that position of hiring, right? If you can't like know for sure that. You have your you have the self control to make sure that your actions, decision making, conversation won't be influenced by the fact that you might find this person attractive. That you have a real serious question, like consideration to take into your role of leadership. Like, should you have that? And that's asking somebody. That's asking a lot, just because somebody found somebody else attractive. Right? It's tough. Bro, what makes that even worse is that take a poll of all the most of the people in power, men in power specifically, they're abusing that power. So most of the people that were, if we look at the, the masses, bro, we're speaking, most people don't actually exercise that type of restraint. Like most men in most are, are abusing that type of power. So you can't say though that men shouldn't hire attractive people one it doesn't matter if a woman's attractive or whatever you would conceive as attractive because power is gonna that's not a that's not a criteria for somebody uh for a boss to to hit on their employee or do funny things like that but like that's that's just the statistic most men are doing it yeah it's a it's i think it just comes back to self-control man you just gotta you just gotta you it's like it's one it's uncomfortable right it's uncomfortable to recognize that it's uncomfortable like you know what i'm saying if you're sitting across from somebody like say you're in a job interview right and it's like there's this candidate and you're like man like you would be an excellent candidate for this job position but there's also this other underlying thing that i have to check within myself right and it's just just an interesting situation man it's just the the trappings of the trappings of leadership i think challenge the you have to be a certain type of person man and sometimes we try and separate like your professional life and your personal life but you have to be a certain type of person to be a to be given power in any regard right and you gotta have a system within yourself to check yourself and a system outside of yourself to check yourself yeah yeah like the lesson at least for me, or and a lesson 
that needs to be shared even more, especially to young men, is to be like, one, you do not have to sleep with every woman that you come across. You do not have to try and sleep with women that that you come across. Like, that's for real, though, because once the earlier you... What? No, no, <laughs> like, I just want to, like, you feel like you feel like we're at the point where that needs to be said, and that's, like, dire in itself, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? We have... We no, have to have... The go ahead, instinct, go ahead. the 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 instinct to the inst like it's it's small different micro habits that we form over time and thinking habits that then lead to people of power to men in power specifically if we're gonna talk about the uh, if we're gonna talk about that type of dynamic right but like it's small microaggressions like it's okay to it's okay to holler at a shawty at a win it's okay. To, uh, pull up a shawty in different places. Okay, to shout out loud. Hey, what up? Like it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then you get to that point of power, and then it's okay to hit on your, uh, to hit on your, um, your employees and that type of thing. But if you started from young, to be like, it's also okay to look past those urges and admire something beautiful for just being beautiful without having to be actually trying to have sex with it. Mm, you said a lot right there, right? being able to admire something beautiful just for being beautiful and to separate that from your own sexual urges or whatever, you know, that's, that's, that's a real, that's a little golden nugget right there. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, man, you got at You got at really the, the important crux of the conversation, which is like, not, yeah, just knowing that this is a, you, you, you have to have a knowledge that this is a whole other person. Right. Like they have their they have their own stuff going on and they the last thing they need is for you to be projecting your desires, your your wants and needs on them, especially if there's a dynamic of power in that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now, now you are. Let's fast forward, you know, because oh. right now. What's oh, up? I, oh, my bad. My bad. I think I was I remember the other thing that I was going to say. What you said was like something that we say often. Right. Is what is understood doesn't need to be said. Right. And we, I feel like we find ourselves in this place and like on a variety of topics, right? Where we're not, we don't even have the consensus of what that thing that's understood is, right? So, and, but, but we all think we're thinking, uh, we all like, we're just in this place where we, we can't agree on the basic tenets that underlie how we form our values, Right. I, I un, until I started hearing more from women, I thought all dudes understood the line as I understood it in terms of being like, yo, fam, like that it's it's it is really fun to be engaged with women and to be flirtatious. But at a certain it's all about like consent is 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 there. It's the it's the non-negotiable. Right. And to and to hear that that's not being adhered to like. You know what I mean? That's crazy. And I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like that applies to topics that we'll get into too, even with this Cal Rittenhouse thing, where it's like the foundation of what's okay, the foundation of what we want our streets, our cities, our environments to be like, what we want our children to have access to and do. Like we just don't agree on those fundamental things anymore. And so what's understood doesn't need to be said can be something among people that share a code, but we need to talk more in public. Yeah. Because that, but, yeah. because not much is understood. But like that's what I'm saying to like, and I, I fully agree. That's why I'm saying starting it young, right? 
and addressing things from a young age and being able to make sure that everyone's on the same page about things. The trippy, the, 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 the let's, let's look at like, cause you know, I love the brain and like understanding like where impulses come from and stuff like that. Like it's important to realize that the brain is a, is a muscle, right? And your emotions and your, your, your emotions and feelings are linked towards the link between your brain and how your brain engages with the rest of your body. That has a lot to do with your diet, your sleep, and your habits. Those all reinforce to the brain how you should be feeling. And then the brain is going to, the brain is going to let off of those signals. So all to say, we're constantly in a place where the brain's two main functions are to uh, find food and to reproduce, right? Those two things are like ingrained in the hard wire. That's its that's what this muscle is is trained to do is to get you to a place where you can get food and it's also to get you to a place where you can reproduce. Now, in order for that to happen successfully, there needs to be some mental shortcuts that the brain takes in order to get you to a place to be able to do that. That's why your you you can get hungry at certain times if you have a, a set habit of when to eat at that time. You will find you'll feel hungry because the brain has made sure to have an internal wire to be like at this time you're gonna eat because you usually eat at this time. And that's the energy that you're going to need all to say it finds a shortcut to do that same thing happens with these impulses that we that we have with these uh checking checking shawty's out trying to holler at everybody to to a certain extent there is like a it's important to understand there's like a biological drive that takes you to want to go do those things but also at the same time you can observe them and change them you don't have to be subjective to that same thing with porn same thing with um with with any sort any urge actually Almost any urge. It's just a matter of understanding how to how to confront it. Big facts. And there's many ways to confront it, right? One way for sure that I know that you engage with heavily is meditation, right? Slowing down. Allow your thoughts to pass in and, and, and observe your own thoughts. And you can separate things, right? Like I'm attracted to this person and any type of acting on that, or even I'm upset with this person, I'm going to treat them this type of way, or I'm not going to do this for them, right? Or it, there's just so many benefits to to being more observant of your thoughts. Um, and if meditation isn't your thing, for me, I, I appreciate this space. These conversations with you, for sure, is, is another space where uh, I can kind of slow down my own thought process, have somebody else to bounce it off of who's moral code and, and who's, uh, uh, yeah, just the, you're a solid dude, bro. And I, and I appreciate having somebody who I, and we don't always agree. And that, and that brings another positive energy to it. So I, I, yeah. I, I encourage everybody to, to find a space to slow down with your thoughts, solo in groups with the people that you trust, uh, make, make those type of connections, have difficult conversations. That's what this show is about, man. We carefully curate those serve them up every week boy hey man let's get to the rest of the show yeah 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 i get that i get that but is we live though is we like all the way live though you heard yo miles you are in times like this you're the perfect person to come talk to about things man um over the week we heard the verdict from the uh from the from the Kyle Kyle is a riddle house case yeah Kyle Rittenhouse where the verdict from the Kyle Rittenhouse case um we're seeing the response that everybody's having on the streets right um 
we're seeing the response that's happening. And like my brother Miles likes to do is acknowledge that first of all, people died. So uh, rest in peace to people that have lost their lives right into in, in this scene. That's an important thing to, to point out. This was based off of a murder of a black man within that same place. So lift, uh, no, he didn't get murdered. He got shot, paralyzed, but nevertheless, um, you know, peace and healing. So all those people involved, that being said, people are angry. People are, 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 are livid about this. You as the activist that you are, the respected activist that you are, what are your feelings? Like, how do you, uh, how do you feel getting, getting the news of him being found not guilty on all charges? Um, I feel now better than I did when I heard the news. Uh, so the news broke on Friday and it's Sunday now. So I've kind of had two days to like process. Um, but when the news broke, there was a feeling of confusion in myself and not because the verdict was unexpected by any means. Right. I wholeheartedly expected not justice. I wholeheartedly expected to be disappointed. I wholeheartedly expected for uh, him, him to get off. And before I go even too much further, I want to contextualize that with, I think our one justice system, this unequal justice system that treats white people a certain way and everybody else a certain, a, a completely different way. Uh, our system of justice, our system of, uh, mass incarceration, I think, needs to be reformed. So when I talk about wanting to see justice, I'm conflicted there too because I'm not saying I, I want more people to be incarcerated. I'm so let's focus on accountability, right? Let's focus on responsibility. Let's focus on um, the types of like the and, and the narratives and the messages that that we send uh, when we so much of America's society and culture has been formed in court cases. So it's, it's, it's really, it's really deep to look at uh, these, the public reactions to the lack justice, the, our justice system and the lack thereof. Right. So I know I'm rambling a little bit, but this is, this is, I'm trying to kind of give the full context of this. So, so Kyle Rittenhouse is 18 was 17 at the time that he, went to a protest uh, in Wisconsin, leaving from his home in Illinois, right? Uh, to protect property is what his his defense team argued uh, to at a protest in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake, right? And so in the, during the course of his protecting property with his AR-15, right? That he purchased illegally and, the 17-year-old is gets into an altercation with people that are protesting and ends up shooting two of them, killing two of them, and and shooting a third person who survived. He was brought up on five different charges. Uh, first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree reckless homicide, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, and two counts of first-degree recklessly endangering safety. Uh, he was. He also had a misdemeanor charge of carrying a dangerous weapon, which the judge threw out on a technicality. And he was so he didn't. He was cleared on all of these charges, right? 
So when I first saw this, I felt confused because I expected him to not have to face any type of consequences. But why was I still so frustrated? Why am I still so hurt by this? You feel me? Like, why, why, yeah. if I expected it, why am I still so hurt? You know what I'm saying? It, it's hard not to be. It's hard not to be hurt because what you're looking at is a a, a process play out that every time it happens you the you re, the reinforcement of your reality just gets gets compounded right if you look at this case in in just a a a legal view and you and you isolate what the defense was arguing and what the um what 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 the opposition was arguing right you can you can find a, you can find room to justify it his 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 actions in if you look at if you look at it from a legal sense right which is something that uh which is something that has been done uh hence hence the verdict right and i've and i've looked into some of the information regarding uh what they what what the what the defense is trying to prove which is um an intent and premeditation and things of that nature but in that same, if you watch the rest of that video and you and you scroll and you zoom back from just the legal lens, what you see is this young uh, white boy with this machine gun. He shoots somebody. He shoots two people. When he's done shooting those two people, um, he's walking with his with his with this assault rifle towards the police, and the police drive by him. The police drive by him. Shortly afterwards, the police stop engagement conversation and in this image that we have over here they then walk side by side together even after if audibly on the video you can hear people saying he shot somebody he killed somebody he shot somebody he killed somebody from that point up until the verdict that is where this whole situation begins to paint out the reality in many different ways of the american experience right paints that whole whole reality out that you can have this young child feel entitled to have an assault rifle and take it upon himself to justifiably go out into the streets murder some people and then no repercussion of a young man with a massive weapon in the middle of a riot police cars are going by and then befriend him that that same that that same privilege is no way can be extended to many type many people in the US and that's where it begins to hurt even more i was having some conversations kind of breaking this down with my girl and something she said was like something we heard a lot you know and growing up trying to make sense of the discrepancies of justice between black people and 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 everybody else was that there are two justice systems right there are, there are two just there's the one that the white people experience that is fair and just and there's the one that black people experience where you know you're 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 screwed pretty much you know what i mean like you really don't you really don't have a fighting chance and that's really not correct there's one it's one system it's one system that is meant to uplift and treat white people a certain way, give them the the full benefit of the doubt, 
and lean into any excuse to cause bodily harm to a person of color, right? Or a person who's not a white male, right? Mm. And it's, 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 I was looking into too, like, cause to, to your point, right? There's, there's, so there, it is very, they, they, if you go on CNN.com, you can read all of their legal analyst breakdown of all of the reasons why legally it was, this was a very arguable case for self-defense. But mm. what you just broke down when you're talking about the way that he was treated in the moment as a, as somebody who was just shot somebody by the police, still armed, allowed to keep his weapon, not cuffed, right? We, we saw, we saw a treatment that, that stung us in the same way with Dylan Roof, right? Who shot up a church for black people. There's a, there's a, there's a consciousness. There's a decision being made, right? On, uh, by, by um, the collective of people who, who think that this is okay by, by any media who's pushing that message or, or saying that he's a hero. There's a, that is, that is okay to do this, that, that this is what we want to happen. Right. This is we want we want young white men to be able to live this life like it's GTA and everybody else has to bear out the consequences. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. the I was reading that same the CNN legal analyst breakdown and, and what they what they kind of ended with was um, that the jury instructions were were centered around the term reasonable, right? And the jury was instructed to look through the lens and perspective of Kyle Rittenhouse on the night of these events, right? And it's that, and that's the part, like that's part of the jury instructions. And when going back to the complexity of talking about a system that you already know needs to be reformed and expecting justice from it, there's this deep, like unsettlingness about the jury didn't have to be told that mm. right i'm sure it's an important reason why the case was won but the jury didn't have to be told that within that court system within that system of justice that exists within the united states justice they are made force their perspective is fixed to look at through the lens of young of white men right and we know for sure that we will never get that as black men, yeah. as black yeah. people, as people of color. You know what I'm saying? As marginalized people, we even if you instruct them to look at it through our lens, the system don't. <laughs> it wouldn't do it. It wouldn't do it. And that's what and that's what this whole court system really shows out, right? Like you point, like like we like we pointed out. If you look at it just from a legal perspective, you can justify a route where this person can come out not guilty he's not guilty based on the objective of what this case was what this case was predicated on which is um uh, self-defense right and if you see the videos he is being attacked in those videos or is in an altercation in those videos therefore the clauses that would constitute a self-defense are are in motion there but the ability for the court to remove the the additional very important life elements of this case in order to just focus on what the word says that 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 exception is something that is not generally passed to the people that majority make up 
the number of people in prison, right? Which be your black and brown people that there's no, there's no additional caveat to context. There's, there's a, there's no appreciation for situational distress. In fact, you're, you, you are proven, you are, you are assumed guilty until you can prove yourself innocent and otherwise, because he was a thug, because he had a past, because he, um, was in the wrong neighborhood, you know, there's that, those, those assumptions immediately are so important when you're working with that you have to include assumptions when you're talking about people of color in the courtroom. And that's not the case in, in this sense. And that's, that, that's, that's what, that's what hurts. I still say, man, that being black in the U S is the U S is the most difficult place to be a black man. I, I think so. I really do. It's very difficult when like, the meth the it's just constant gaslighting it's just this it's just it's just constantly being the the message is that the system is the system and like if you first of all being told that that this is justice right being told that this is this this is the system by the book and that and that it works and then having to face this super dark reality as a person of color, right? Black people in this country have done amazing things. Black people all over the world have done amazing things to win the the freedoms that we have by peaceful means, right? Not picking up guns, not marching in the streets, not shooting people as our primary means of achieving freedom, of achieving the right to be treated as equal humans. And we've kind of reached this point where it seems like, at least in this country, society continues to spit in the face of black and brown people and say, you've come as far as you can come without taking it as far as we're willing to take it. And we're willing to kill you. We're willing to shoot y'all in the streets, in your church, in your bed, in your home. We like, and, and let, and that's, and that, and y'all will get away with it. And there will be no consequences for that. So you've come as far as you can come. And that's a horrible thing to have to face, especially mm-hmm. as somebody who is committed to peace, is committed to nonviolence, is committed to trying to make a way and, and by means that I can be that I would be proud of that 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 is on the shoulders of this movement of nonviolence. Right. It sucks. It feels like it feels mm-hmm. like us like the fucking country continues to spit in our face and say, nah, we got <laughs> We we're willing to take it further than y'all, so yeah. it's, man, it's crazy. It's a tough, it's a tough show, man. It's a tough show. You know, again, this is th- this was bound to be met with with the type of frustration that you're seeing um, play out right now. People are upset, and if you wonder why, it reinforces it reinforces what people hate most about uh, the justice system in the USA, but. You know, this is not an easy show because there's even more bad news for us to get into. You know, if we're speaking on the on the loss of life this week, we lost um, we lost oh, Dolph, man. we lost Dolph this week, man. Um, R.I.P. Young Dolph, who man. was murdered picking up cookies for his mother. Um, man. I heard he was killed outside of a cookie shop, but like that's literally something I just did like a couple of weeks ago. Like I literally, my mother loves key lime pie. I just slid to the bakery to get my mom some key lime pie. Imagine, that's crazy. imagine, imagine, bro. How how sad of a call is that for the mom? How sad of a call is that for the moms? Though? 
you know what I mean? Like, um, sad for everybody, a father, businessman, um, you know, Miles, man, like this, this sucks, dude. This sucks. Like this really, really sucks. This is a feature of something that I love so much, which is hip hop. And it's not normal. It's not okay. It's, it's, it's becoming, I'm, I'm mad at how numb I am at this news, dude. I'm mad at how dumb I am at this news for somebody who I was such a big fan of, for someone who I really believed in, the whole PRE movement. This rap that explains my situation in a way that, you know, really, like, connects with me on a, on a, on a different level, right? There's quotes that I take and and I you know that I live by and live with Dolph was somebody that didn't need to do that for me to love him for real man Dolph was somebody that put together music that was pure joy didn't have to be super intellectual didn't have to be so it was it was I I used to put this music on come like that yo that self nah no nah, what was the Rome, uh, nah, it was a role models. Is that the is that the name of the is that the name of the album, man? The, the man, I used to put Dolph on coming home from work, and that would be the release, that would be the thing I look forward to. That's how I know I'm back doing me and not just working, trapping. Like, and when somebody has that type of place in your life, man, it's like this is this is this is. This is ridiculous. This is so now all those songs that brought me straight up that were just joy that I put on in my happiest moments when I put on in my my least my release, my least thoughtful moments. You know what I mean? When I'm just trying to enjoy life and now and now it's it's a R.I.P. in front of that forever. That's that hurts, bro. That hurts. That hurts. Thank you for like covering what, what hip hop means, bro. Like that's that's something that I think sometimes um something something that gets lost like what this music means for us right like you said that's your release that that's therapy for you that's 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 a, a place of comfort for you you know what i mean and so much hip-hop is exactly that for us where it, it it's music that is so fitting towards your your life bro this is this is the words and sounds and frequencies that encompass your life, they they set your mood. And Dolph was definitely one of those people, especially when it comes from a, um, a, a work effort, a work ethic perspective, you know, very much in the same vein as Nipsey Hussle. If you know his, 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 his whole, um, if, you, if you know his whole focus and his music and his life, the businessman that he is, they're saying there's reports that he owned over 100 properties he bought his kids foreclosures for birthdays so a very progressive businessman you know and, and a true um a true believer in his community someone who has shot in his community giving out food uh not you on the shot giving out food but somebody that you know does that quite often man it's uh it it, it begs the question like you know how much how much do we have to give to to these cities that we care about do we, do we have to give our lives in these cities mm. is that what mm. we gotta do so now i think we're looping back around to the question that that we were that we were having earlier bro like i think we're looping back around to like what do you what do you believe what is what is your end game right are you are you in this until you see 
change and you're willing to lay down your life for that do you and, and what what does your family think about that what do you if do you have kids what do your kids think about that where do they come into play and as well as your other responsibilities right like what do you, like are you in it just to like to me man the more i the more i try and be realistic and it's kind of heartbreaking it's like I'm in this to, I I have the freedoms that I have and I have been able to live the life and enjoy life the way that I have because of the blood, sweat, and tears of the people that work, put, put in work before me, right? The people that were community organizers, the people that were civil rights activists, the people that were teachers, the people that were like leaders in our communities, right? I owe. And so, but that's a tough question. Do I owe my life? Yeah, I do. You know what I mean? But if I'm trying to build a life, if I'm trying to have a wife, if I'm trying to have kids, is it fair for me to to keep my life on that line? If that's if that's really what I'm about, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's 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 there are no easy answers. There are no easy answers when when that's the when that's the question. But I think it's about like how much do you have to give and 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 what do you really think? is is the best case scenario i want to leave a foundation for the next person that's like me to have research articles uh programs that have been tried that have fed people a community that remembers getting together get uh having tangible action come from events but i don't know if i want to stay here until i'm die until i die or until they kill me right i might give it 25 and then we back to St. Kitts. Yeah. Still doing work, still lifting up community there, but like, please don't die over the neighborhood. That's your mama ran. Mama ran. Come on, man. And I think like, bro, what's what's scary about this? What's scary about this is that these are men that the death of the death of uh, Dolph, death of Nipsey. These are men that carried hope into their neighborhoods, bro. These are these are the neighborhood hope. You know what I'm saying? People that were were friend facing in their communities and i consider myself somebody who has that intention and i consider you as somebody who is that in their neighborhood too man so like when you think about it, it's like because the underlying basis of why somebody would do that has there has to be some element of of, of jealousy hatred and self-loathing there has to be some elements of that that leads somebody to be able to take the life of a person who is so um, who who is so instrumental within their community, right? So when I when I see that man, that like that's that's terrifying. It, it really, really is terrifying, you know. Um, but at the same time, what I do want to big up, which is super dope, especially off of the the back of what you're saying about like being like what you want your legacy to be, and um, you know what you intend to do in your neighborhood. What's cool is that they like. Dolls people essentially continue this annual turkey giveaway that he does every every year, right? Going into the community, giving these people, uh, giving out a whole bunch of turkeys and stuff like that. And these dudes are continuing that, man. And I think death, this this death is sad and everything like that. But if this is what follows your death, that says something about your legacy as a person. If 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 you drop and and people pick up right where you are and continue to do the things that you were doing for your community. There's no bigger flex than that. This is super, super dope, man. It's so gangster. Um, and it's beautiful to see, you know, just to go to show that this is a, a, a man who clearly influenced and touched a lot of people, man. And only one could hope that, that in, 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 
in my demise, given an untimely demise, there'd be this would be the reaction. Nah. This would be the reaction. We're not even allowing that type of talk here, Mr. Sparrow. I don't think. Listen, this this is but you're but you're right, man. This is um this is this is incredible. This is this is sustainable change. Right. This is when you go into a community, you better you better be, have a plan for sustainability. You you don't 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 be giving nothing away that they can't keep getting. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't don't. You know you gotta you gotta or 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 teach them or teach them how to get whatever you've given. Like there's there's got to be a plan forward. It's got to be bigger than any one person, right? And to be able to do that is shows the type of contribution that this person made to their to their community and then on top of that was an artist man on top of that as 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 hard as it is to now have to put an rip in front of every time i press play on a on a Dolph track there's that 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 feeling is there there's still so much joy to be had right that it 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 don't it don't take it all away and that that's for everybody that's for that's for von that's for pop smoke that's for nipsey that's for everybody that that biggie Tupac, everybody that helped raise us, right? Mm-hmm. After after they after they pass. So what a legacy to leave, man. And and rest up, Dolph, bro. Man, if I if if you don't mind, Miles, I'd like to just dedicate my recommended interview just to touch on some of the like Miles said, this dude besides the man that he is, Dolph is dope, 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 dope. If you haven't checked it out, check out that gelato. Um, the Gelato album, uh, Bulletproof is incredible. Role model, like Miles said, is super, super dope. This Role year, bro, just... model. Role model. By yeah. mistake, Role major, model. how you love that. Break the bank, playing with a check. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Oh, God. Smell like it. Nah, that album is the one. And then Rich Slave that just came out recently. Also, check out the Dumb and Dumber series. Listen, man, this is inspirational music man this is inspirational super super dope music r.i.p Dolph for the world word love to key glock too man i know that was a one of his consistent collaborators man the culture is hurt by this you know and like, my cousin yeah man man like it's 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 deep man this Dolph was a big part of the culture not a major name that i would expect everybody on the street to know but Dolph is on some of the biggest joints like drip like this Dolph is Dolph is major man major 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 loss for us man but but hope he's hope he's resting up do we even have are we even gonna do another record recommended in review man like, hey, man, I mean, look, what what you listening to? This is, this is sad, man. I don't, I don't want to sadden the people out, but it's just been a, it's, it's been a heavy load of week for sure, man. You know what I mean? We lost, I lost one of my favorite rappers, bro. This is, this is sad, you know what I'm saying? But like, um, what, what you been listening to? I've been listening to that. They keep shooting my favorite rappers, bro. We need to put that playlist in the, in the description. The homies way came through with the playlist. You know, they keep shooting my favorite rappers. It's real, man. And, and, and so as a community, if we talking about organizing, bringing people together, we can grieve, we can heal as a community too. So drop, make sure that that gets posted along with the, with the timestamp. And we got to have that. Um, Definitely. I've been bumping this flip De Niro, like I've been, I've been, I've been digging that little EP. Those first three tracks are super solid. Uh, between that and uh, I'm still I've, that reason three piece is still in heavy rotation. So that that's got that's got that's about the speakers gym and like on on the hip hop tip uh, on the R and B side. 
jump into that Arlo Parks. Arlo Parks has got some has got some dope stuff. Um, I've been I've been catching up on my my Cleo soul, right? Just just getting real real soulful with it. But that I tell you, man, that that her album uh, and that, that that Summer Walker album. I just I've got my R and B playlist on lock. Some some beautiful, well crafted music. Wow, Miles Xavier listening to Summer Walker. I remember when that's all I was playing. Um, and you 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 weren't I won't repeat the words that you used towards me, but does I see a lot of growth in you, my brother. I'm quite proud of you. Dude, you you see that that's the other thing, you know. We you gonna act like I don't have my R my R and B chops ain't 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 sharp like i ain't like i ain't kicking it with the best of them. we gonna out the next the next pre-show it's all r&b it's all joints i'm i, I got you don't, <laughs> don't sleep yo christmas is coming this is the last episode that you will not hear christmas mentioned at least a million times you already know what i'm saying that bryson tiller christmas album go get that make sure that you put that chance in jeremiah that that merry christmas little mama back in your rotation you already know what time it is it's christmas at the all the way live podcast it's already red and green it's stay year round you know what i'm saying it's gonna be on and popping for the rest of the year expect it expect it expect it hey mr miles xavier you know we do this show every single week we come to these people and we're so grateful because we know we definitely definitely know yeah we big no we big know, man, that there's 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 so many places you could be. There's so many things you could be doing. Uh, we we need this space, man. I was talking earlier about how this space helps me digest everything that's going on in my life, make sense of this world. So we appreciate you joining us for this wild ride as we figure everything out in real time, figure out what we can learn from the headlines. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is a space of of celebrating, celebrating. This is a space of celebrating love. This is a space of celebrating how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good? Got it on my shirt, even. You know what I'm saying? No, he can't get enough black. You know what I'm saying? It's black on black on black on black. Even his screen was black to me. I don't know if y'all saw it. I don't know what y'all see it, but it's blacked out this episode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we hope it feels good to be you. Wherever you at, whatever skin you're in, uh, eat something delicious, hug somebody you love, get ready for Christmas. This is the All The Way Live podcast. Like that. Peace, water, we gone. Yeah, 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 I get that. I 